Welcome to another episode of Becoming Referrable, the podcast that helps you be the kind of advisor people can't stop talking about. I'm Julie Littlechild, and this week, Steve and I are thrilled to be talking with Matt Halloran. Matt is the CEO of Top Advisor Marketing, and he's the voice of the Top Advisor Marketing podcast. He is also a repeat visitor here on our podcast. Matt always has great insights, but we really wanted to talk to him very specifically about a really interesting idea called micro-influencing. So Matt will walk us through a clear blueprint to drive more referrals by focusing on how to attract, intrigue, engage, and influence the people with whom you want to work. And he focuses quite specifically on how you can use podcasting, as well as some other vehicles to make that happen. It turns out that's not nearly as scary or difficult as you might think when you have experts like Matt and his team to guide you through the process and do the heavy lifting. I was particularly interested to hear what Matt had to share about how to use LinkedIn to its fullest potential to nurture relationships and to drive growth. And with that, let's get straight to the conversation with Matt. Matt Halloran, thanks uh, thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Becoming Referrable podcast. How are you? You are a two-time guest right. on the podcast. We can't get enough of you. Uh, well, you know, Stephen has been on mine twice. Now we, we got to have uh, you back, Julie, well, so that you can, uh, you know, I, we're uh, all two-timers. Because it's all about parody. We're all two-timers. All right. So, Matt, you're technically, you're the CEO of Top Advisor Marketing, and so what's what's new at Top Advisor? And there's one project that w- that you're working on that we really want to talk with you about that caused us to want to have you back on the show today. But what what's going on generally? Um, well, what's going on generally is <clears throat> Kirk and I really took a big step back, and and we were like, Facebook's not working. All right, so we started there. It's a kind of a brutal premise. Uh, when I wrote the Social Media Handbook for Financial Advisors, my whole like almost a th- well probably almost half of the book was on Facebook Mm. because of the power of it. And then when Zuckerberg got yanked to Congress, basically what happened is he didn't help us as consumers, but he just screwed businesses. And so the the psychographics and demographics, and it's now all pay to play. And it is expensive for financial services professionals to truly utilize Facebook accordingly, right? To to really generate business. Plus, they have a three-phase process now that you have to go through. And if you don't follow those three phases, their algorithm kicks you. So we're like, man, this just isn't working. We have advisors who are kicking great podcasts out and all this great thought leadership. And so we're like, what do we do, right? So how do we take Top Advisor from zero to over a million dollar company? Well, guess what? We use podcasting and we use freaking LinkedIn. Mm. Okay. And that was it. And that's really this whole new thing that we're offering. Yeah. So, so you took what what had worked for you, which and I love these kind of stories because you it, it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, you can really speak to what you did. So, LinkedIn podcasting, those are the they really drove most of that growth for you. Yeah. Um, so when I was still doing kind of what Stephen does now, mm-hmm. when I was coaching, ninety yep. percent um, of my business came from LinkedIn. Okay. And so Kirk and I were like, well, we're going to keep doing that. I'm. You, I'm approaching 10,000 connections. I'd say 80% of more financial advisors. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very, very active on there. Um, I do a lot of writing and a lot of blogging. And now we're putting out these podcasts, and it just drives so much attention. It keeps us really top of mind. Yeah, yeah. How much time do you put in, or did you put in, say, to, to grow the business via social media? So I know when a lot of people hear it, it's like, well, how much work do I have to put in sure. to make it happen? 
a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why this offering is so much fun is because I had to do it all myself. Mm -hmm. um, and we now do it for the advisor, right? So um, one of the greatest gifts I ever gave myself was a, a marketing assistant. Uh, and she has her master's degree in digital marketing. She's wicked smart. She's got my voice down perfectly. Um, she's a 32 hour a week employee. And her, she does Kirk and I. I mean, that's that's the, she focuses on our social media and all of our external marketing efforts. Um, but we've gotten that down to about um, four to six hours per advisor per week uh, that we, so you outsource that to us. So we, we don't have the most scalable business, um, but luckily our systems and infrastructures are in place and we have a really good pipeline to hire, uh, which allows us to keep really high quality people to do your social media. Did, did that answer that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because I think, look, it's like a lot of things. It, it works, but there's some effort yeah. and we can't get away from that. Yeah. And We're so talking. So you're putting in four to six hours per advisor per week. And, but what does that once they've delegated it to you, then what, what does that leave in terms of the demand on their calendar? Two hours a month. So okay. that's the kicker, right? Wow. So that was the other thing. So Kirk and I, and, and this was really one of the main reasons why I stopped coaching, was because I found that my advisors didn't want me to tell them what to do. They wanted me to do it for them. Uh, and sure. so yep. Kirk and I were like, look, we're not ever going to create another product where I'm going to make you do more work than I do. Mm -hmm. And so now what we've done is with two hours a month, two and a half max, if you have major compliance, which some BDs have big compliance. So that gives you two podcasts a month, plus all of the LinkedIn connection stuff that we're going to talk about, plus nurture sequences that are based off of your specific niche and also a, a follow-up system. So for two and a half hours a month, eh, yeah, that's absolutely. not too shabby. Yeah. No, now, cool. now, before we get too far into the mechanics of it, yeah. and you talk about developing advisors into uh, micro-influencers. Yes. And so I'm picturing members of the Lollipop Guild with keyboards <laughs> and microphones. <laughs> and uh, so tell us a little about what a micro-influencer is. We've just found that people get really nervous about being called an influencer, right? When they think of an influencer, they think of Elon Musk or they think of, you know, Tiger Woods or all of these, you know, humongous names. And the other problem is, is when you're a true influencer, you're going global or nationally. Most of our advisors don't want to go national. They want to be regional. So that's where the micro came from. We just looked at it and said, okay, we're going to be micro influencers. So within a specific geographic area that you are already successful in, we're just going to hyper focus on that. So that's really what a micro influencer is. And then, so, so tell us a little bit about how you, how you do that. Because, you know, LinkedIn, podcasting, they're all... When you release it, it's released to the world. Sure. So tell us how you just really focus on your geographic area, for example. So through our discovery process, we're going to find out all of the specific psychographics, demographics, and locations that you want. And then we put it into our system. So we basically created a system that works with LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It's like a bolt-on system. Um, and that will allow us to get really granular not as granular as Facebook used to allow us to get like I used to be able to find out how much you spent on credit cards per month on Facebook Wow! like I could I could that's scary well that it is, is, is except for as a marketer right it was brilliant because I wasn't putting stuff in front of you Julie that you didn't want to see mm -hmm. I was targeting exactly what you wanted because of you told me that's what you wanted and then they just cut our legs out so now there's a little bit more effort that needs to go with it. We've got a four to six a message kind of nurture sequence. So after I identify Stephen Worshing as the person I want to attract, right, I'm going to go ahead and send him a connection request with a very personalized message, which is very important. 
I don't know if you guys get those. I get those all the time on LinkedIn. Oh, sure. yeah. Hey, I don't think you know me, but yeah. no, right. I don't. <laughs> exactly. No, I don't. Right. And you're a schmuck, and I'm not going to sign up for a, <laughs> you know I'm not going to exactly. sign up for a free 15 minute consultation, right? It's like you want to marry me before we even date. I hate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And so, it social media is still you need to follow social rules and. Kirk and I know how to follow those social rules, and we've done it quite successfully ourselves. So, can you? You've got this program mm -hmm. for to to help advisors become micro influencers. So, I want to talk about some of the, these mechanics, as you said, Steve. But can you give us just that quick overview? What and what's what's involved in that program? How do you get advisors from here to there? Okay. So, the first thing that we have to do is we have to build your actual presence. Okay. So, so that that takes us about thirty days, to be brutally honest, where we brand your podcast. We um, come up with a professional intro and outro scripts and music, all right? We coach you on how to get behind the mic uh, because just because you talk for a living does not mean you're a good podcaster. Um, then what we do is we maximize your social media profile. So that would be LinkedIn specifically to make sure the keywords are there, especially the geographic keywords. A lot of people miss that. Um, and then we also build that nurture sequence. So that happens within the first 30 days. After that, what we do in the next 30 days is we start recording podcasts. You should have about four to six in the can before you ever release. Uh, and that will get you um, much more recognized on iTunes. That's the new kind of iTunes hack. Um, and then we use that podcast to hyper-target those people you're trying to connect with on LinkedIn. Um, so after we go through that, we'll say, okay, you know, uh, so for an advisor, let's say they're looking for CEOs who work with these companies who we know probably have this executive comp package, right? Because we can be that specific because they've been there for a certain amount of time. You can do that. Sure. And then we're going to have them do a podcast that says, hey, I work with CEOs from Verizon and here are the top 10 things that you have problems with with your executive compensation package. Then after I've initiated a dating relationship with these people, I'm going to send you that podcast and say, hey, Julie, you know, I did this podcast for people just like you. Come on, we know that people like to feel special, right? They like to feel unique and different. We were, Stephen and I earlier were talking about uh, uh, Dr. Robert Cialdini's book, right? Yeah. Uh, Principles sure. of Influence. Yeah. Making them feel special is still really powerful, and guess what? It works. So those are the mechanics of it, and then it's a machine. Yeah. So we do uh, three to five hundred um, initiations of connection requests about 20% of them will become connections we know because we've done this for ourselves and then we also know about 25 to 30 percent of those if you niche correctly those people will actually have a real conversation with you and they become true prospects anybody who says that they're gonna get you leads like I hate that we don't give you leads we initiate relationships because that's what advisors want Right, Julie? I mean, they want yeah, a relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so you have, you have somebody who's actually reaching out to yep. all these folks to, asking for those connections. That is correct. Over, okay. Yeah. And so it starts with podcasting. So if I come mm -hmm. to you as an advisor and I'm thinking, well, I listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. I can talk. Surely I can do this. I and mean, how do you help me figure out what that messaging is, what mm -hmm. to talk about, and talk me through that process. Well, so through our discovery process, we're gonna ask you a whole bunch of questions. Um, like, really, what makes you unique and different? Mm -hmm. We talk about that a lot, right? I mean, it seems like that's ad nauseum, but most, most advisors, they really do have something that they're specialized in. Um, and then we help them. We use a mind mapping tool called MindMeister. Uh, and uh, so what we do with that is we'll come up with uh, six to 12, depending on how easy it is to work with the advisor, uh, overarching podcast topics, and then we come up with the sub points. We work with points, right? Because compliance will actually approve a bulleted list of points. They do like scripts normally, but we try not to oh, script. Okay, sure. yeah. um, and that way they have something to give compliance ahead of time, right? Um, 
I warm them up, or my, our voice talents will warm them up. Uh, they should be comfortable. We get them laughing and excited and get their energy up before we ever hit the record button. And then we just go ahead and record. Ideal podcast length is 26 minutes. So okay. we always shoot for under 30. Okay. And, and so, how, I mean, are most advisors uh, daunted by this process? Do they feel like I'm ready to do this? Because, I mean, it sounds like it could be really powerful. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the challenges one of the, that you see with these guys? There are a lot. I mean... When we came up with this, and I mean, we've got proof. We can, I show you our books, right, that this has worked for us. People, I mean, we were just talking to people here at the SEI conference, and they're like, I'm never going to use social media. Are you freaking kidding me? Wow. Um, I don't do any marketing at all. Right. But I don't understand why I'm not growing it at two times multiple. Because mm-hmm. well, you're not doing yeah. any sort of marketing. Sure. Yeah. Um, age. I, I'd say that's the number one uh, thing is that advisors are, are generally what they're 50 plus, 55 plus is the average age of an advisor now. They're old enough where they just don't think it's uh, it's necessary. Uh, we know that if you want to target 45 to 55 year olds who are in their peak earning years, who are highly educated and in high levels in organizations, if you don't podcast and if you're not on LinkedIn, you do not exist. Yeah. <clears throat> It's, it's like that electric guitar thing. It's never going to catch on. It's just a fad. <laughs> yeah, crazy rock and roll music, exactly. right? That's right. So can you give us some examples of like an advisor that you've maybe worked with mm-hmm. and how you saw that progress? Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you asked me that because this is the funniest thing. So I was the original podcast host, so I hosted every advisor's podcast. Uh, and then we hired another voice talent, and so it ended up going to him. Um, and so our system right now is uh, the, the first six to nine months is a hosted podcast. So that's part of our system. So we will interview the advisor. That way we tease out all of their thought leadership and all of that stuff. But after that, they're supposed to find guests. Okay. So we've got this guy. He's been with us since the beginning. So he's been with, I think, 18 months now, right? almost 24 months now. And uh, he's a recovering CPA. So he doesn't have the greatest personality in the world, or at least you would think until he starts interviewing people and he's interviewing these CPAs and these estate planning attorneys, the amount of referrals that he's gotten has tripled because all of these, uh, these, these CPAs, it's such an easy way to introduce yourself, right? Um, One of the things I don't think people understand is podcasting is very intimate. Well, uh, you guys know that I'm in your head, right? When, Julie, when do you listen to podcasts? Uh, In the car. In the car. You're all by yourself. So yeah. either you're turning up the music and singing, right, yes. which is wildly intimate, or you're there. It's not video-based. People don't understand that video is quite impersonal, mm-hmm. but podcasting is wildly intimate. Yeah. And so what has happened is his and his personality has blossomed, his business has grown, um, and he absolutely he loves doing it. In fact, he wants to do it more often. And we're like, dude, you need to slow down. Because, you know, you don't want to do too much. We, we believe two podcasts a month are more than enough. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. I, this happened a few times lately. I was at a conference. I was going to speak. And uh, a guy, I was just chatting to somebody. And somebody turned around and he said, I listen to your podcast. He said, I, I know that voice. Mm-hmm didn't know me didn't know what I looked like and the number of people lately who've said to me it's like your voice is in my head <laughs> like, well that's a frightening thought but interesting but it is yeah but it's, it's like, like, like that's said, meaningful yeah. at some level right you know it's it yeah it, it it hits you in a very basic part of your brain um 
you have a great voice, by the way. I mean, your voice in somebody's brain is probably please, pretty awesome. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, no, go ahead. Yeah, so um, do you find a difference in engagement level between the episodes where your voice is interviewing uh, the advisor versus when the advisor is interviewing an outside guest? It all depends on topic. Okay. So, so that's, and that's, that's the important thing to understand about, about you can have the greatest guests in the world, but if they're talking about tax loss harvesting and that's not what your audience wants to listen to, it's not going to be successful. Okay, sure. um, uh, you know, headlines are wildly important, so how we market the podcast is, is super powerful. Um, the greatest responses that we've gotten from podcasts have absolutely nothing to do with financial services. So we have a, we have a gentleman who's a, a distant ultra marathon guy, the ultra distance dude. And uh, him and I did a podcast on how he was preparing for this race in Colorado. And that got like 6,000 downloads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he got exposed to an entirely different market and his podcast got legs because it wasn't just the normal asset allocation stuff, protection products, that sort of stuff. People want to know who you are as a human before they want to know about what's in your brain. So we always try to get them to talk a little bit more about themselves. And, and surprisingly enough, as egotistical as some advisors are, they're really uncomfortable asking, answering some of those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I don't find that surprising because one of the things that I've found in talking with clients directly mm -hmm. is that um, they don't understand the investment process. They don't want to understand the investment process. That's why they hire an advisor. Right. And so if you want to talk about investment topics, you're not talking about what they care about. Right. So if, if you talk about what they care about, even if it's, even if it's not financial services, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll feel a better connection with you. Abs that you're absolutely right. Yeah. So it's like a lot of marketing we do today. The more we can do it on topics that are authentic to us and demonstrate your personality or are targeted to that individual. So are you finding that a lot of advisors are talking about um, topics that are tangential to wealth management then and that's that's working? Yeah, so the, the tangential, the story-based podcast, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that's one of the things that we try to pull out with our guests all the time is, you know, tell me a story about, I can't tell you how many times I've said that, um, because clients can see themselves in that, right? Uh, a good example was um, uh, one of our clients wanted, uh, um, one of my clients' clients wanted to go to Machu Picchu, yep. okay? Bucket list thing, right? Um, I don't know if you know this, but there are like 13,000 steps that you have to take straight up a mountain <laughs> to get to Machu Picchu. Wow. And they don't drop you off in a helicopter, by the way. <laughs> and so he did a podcast on how to prepare for some of your bucket list things. And it was about health and nutrition and exercise in your aging oh, years. You know, because you've sure. got the go-go, the slow-go, and the no-go years. Everybody's talking about that now. So in the go-go years, he was doing podcasts targeting that demographic, and it was wildly successful. Interesting. But it, I have to imagine that the way that you guys package this is is the kicker for advisors. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that you'll produce it, the fact mm -hmm. that you'll market it, the, all, all of that. I mean, that's what stops a lot of people right. from doing a lot of this. Because I remember when we started, it was figuring out how to how to record. What mm -hmm. kind of equipment yeah. do I need? Yeah. It's, it's confusing. Well, yeah. We and should it's have come the, to you. Well, well you should have. <laughs> <laughs> that's a totally different story, Joe. Yeah. Where were you two years ago? <laughs> we were just doing it, too. That's what it was. <laughs> Well, I was just I was just talking to a guy about that earlier. Um, we have a white paper, just so you know, it's, it's entirely free. No, you don't even have to give us an email address um, that will walk you through every single solitary thing you need to do to produce your own podcast. Big soup to nuts, from syndication to equipment to editing to editing techniques to podcasting technique, all that stuff. We got it all. It's like a thirty-page white paper. Um, 
that's a great prospecting tool for us, yeah. right? Because yeah, people yeah. look at it and they're like, I can't do this. I'm yeah, like, exactly. no, why would you do this? Yeah. Um, I started doing radio when I was 13 years old, uh, when I would edit uh, commercials with masking tape because it was reel to reel, okay? Right. Um, you know, I remember when we moved from LPs to discs, yeah. right? Um, so I've been doing this forever. Right. I've been editing waveform patterns for probably the last 15 years, and this is something that's very second nature to me. Why would you, as a financial services professional, want to even begin to screw with this? Because you know what? Here's the deal. You're going to suck at it. I'm sorry. It's going to take you a long time to get good at it, and it's a terrible, terrible use of your time. That's why you outsource it to somebody who is totally nerdy about wanting to make the best freaking podcast they can make for you. Right. Well, and it's also about, you know, really focusing your time on the things that deliver the most value. And, and you know, if you're editing, editing podcasts, right. you're not doing what is the most valuable. Now, one of the things that you and, and Kirk were talking about was you don't just broadcast a full podcast episode. You, you, you make other uses of yes. that. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. how you can use that to promote? So um, first off, uh, we try and scribe every single solitary podcast for compliance purposes, just for archiving. And then we have a, one of our team members will go through and pull out bullet points from that. Um, almost every podcast, even if it's 30 minutes, will have seven to 10 great talking points. So we'll turn those into quote memes or direct quotes. Um, now we have a new piece of software that actually pulls those audio clips out. And so I can give you a quick 30 second to two minute audio sample of my podcast, which we know they're going to end up probably, you know, either subscribing or listening sure. to the full episode. Yeah. Um, but so I've really taken a lot of time to train our team to figure out one advisor speak. Uh, and then two, you know, how to highlight really the, the great talking points, because those are the hooks, right? It's like the yeah. chorus of a song. That's what we want in these podcasts. And we create about 30 um, uh, social media posts through LinkedIn based off each podcast. Okay. So that's how wow. much stuff that's we can pull. That's it is. I think so, yeah. yeah. So it's not the podcast is the thing, but it's right. really how you leverage that. If you have advisors who are blogging mm -hmm. or doing other things, do you try to integrate Absolutely. all of that? In yeah. fact, man, I'm telling you, our advisors who already blog, which are very, very few, by the way, yeah. we use their blog topics as podcast topics. Because here's the oh, thing. Okay. So when I opened up uh, the, the opening of my book, The Social Media Handbook for Financial Advisors, it says communication has fundamentally changed. You have to communicate to your client in the medium in which they are there when they want to hear it. When they want to hear it. Mm -hmm. right? So some people don't like reading. Uh, not to be mean, I would much rather listen to a podcast. I listen to audiobooks, podcasts. Um, in fact, I listen to them on 1.5 times speed yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm wildly sure. impatient. And your brain corrects it, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. right? Um, so I can listen to an audiobook that's a six-hour audiobook in you know, three and a half, four hours. Yeah. Uh, guess what? I love every minute of it. Yeah. Um, but if you, and in fact, I just tried to do this because Kirk and I have been talking a lot about blogging. I tried to find a good blogging app so that I could read blogs on my phone. Yeah. Nothing. I got nothing. nothing. I got really? nothing. Well, it drives me crazy. All of them drive yeah. me nuts because they're not user friendly. Whereas I can go to iTunes podcasts, scroll down, bam, hit it. It's playing, and I'm in, I'm in their world, and I I, I like that. Okay. So, uh, because you're talking about podcasts, but really it's the influencer That's piece. That's correct. That is that where you start the conversation? Is like this is the it's really the next wave of marketing. I think it, isn't it is. It? Well, advisors talk for a living. Right. And it, it, they don't write for a living. Mm -hmm. Right. So when we would try to get advisors to write white papers or blogs or even social media posts, man, they're getting up to the plate and they're striking out left and right because 
they have it here. You know, I'm, I'm pointing to my brain. You guys can't yeah, see right. that. I just realized <laughs> that. Sorry. Um, we can see it. Yeah, I appreciate it, yeah. that. Yeah, you guys knew that one. Um, but getting them to talk about it, right, and especially in the interview format, by asking some very targeted, open-ended questions, I can get an advisor to spill the beans on stuff. In fact, one of the best gifts that I get as a podcast host is, you know what, Matt? I never thought of it that way before. Mm. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, that's... Or, or wow, when somebody truly says that was a good question, yeah, that, I mean, that, I mean, yes, I mean, I make money off this, don't get me wrong, but that really is like, that's the icing on the cake, man. Yeah, yeah. But it is all about influence. It's all about who they are and what separates them from the advisor down the street. And that's where we're going to be focusing very, very closely on. In fact, with this new package, um, we do blogging for them. Oh, okay. Because, again, like I said, you have to communicate in the medium in which they want to be communicated to while they're there. So some people love to read. Some people like to listen. Some people like to watch a video. So we cover all three of those because we take the podcast and turn it into an MP4. I don't know if you guys know this, but half of all YouTube videos are watched audio only. Oh, really? no, I didn't know Oh, that's that. interesting. No, so we create MP4s with a still image so that people can just oh. go ahead and consume their podcasts on YouTube. Really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Is there an audience, do you think, for people watching a video of the, of the podcast? No. No? Um, okay. Now, you have to, maybe once your influence gets to the point where you have a pretty substantial listenership, um, live streaming, it's a great thing to do. I have an advisor who's a friend of mine uh, who's in Roseburg, Oregon. Uh, he live streams his radio show, I'm air quoting there, mm -hmm. um, and, and he gets a lot of interaction, but it's taken him years. Okay. And, and not many advisors are that patient. Yeah. So, so where do they start? They're they're thinking, uh, influence sounds like a good plan. Micro sure. influence sounds like a better plan. What what are the two or three things I need to think about to get started? Um, the the first is, do you truly have a niche? And, and if you don't, please call Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. There are, there there are people who you really this need to have a. Brought to yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, because if you do, and it, it like. I work with people who are who have over a million dollars who are fifty-five and above. That's not a niche, right? Right. right. Not not e not even not it's not even in the ballpark of what that is. So that's number one. If you really do have one, we've got a guy who who works with nurse anesthetists. God, that's so hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> but he speaks all over the country at all of their conferences because right. he's the guy. Yeah. Right. right? Sure. Now it took him fifteen years to get there, but if he would have used podcasts, we could have cut that time down exponentially so you have to have a niche there's number one okay number two you have to be willing to understand that social media works if you can't get past that i don't want you to call me at all right because i don't want to have to convince you of something that you have a preconceived right. preconceived sure. notion this yeah. doesn't work um you do also need to have a linkedin presence a little bit okay. because starting from zero is really hard all right. Well, what does that look like? What would you expect somebody to have um, in place? 400 connections okay. would be fine. Right? Okay. Most advisors have 400 connections. Yeah. Um, and then what we'll do is that we'll turn that into 4,000. Okay. That's our goal. Yeah. Okay. So, and that first thing that you raised is probably the big question. Yeah, that's, right? that's I mean, the what, hurdle, man. An influencer in what? Yeah. <laughs> I guess is the question. Well, so there are people who have like amazing planning processes. In fact, one of the uh, advisors that is a client now, um, they have a process for 401k education. Mm -hmm. And it's a patented or trademark process. Um, 
So he's got 12 months of content already built in because that's his educational process. Now, he doesn't work with any 401k. They only work with hospital systems. And so talk about micro-focus. So he uses very specific language that appeals to floor nurses, charge nurses, doctors, residents, all of that sort of stuff. That's the sort of stuff that we try to tease out through our discovery process to see if there is anything there. And there are times where we go through an, a client segmentation-y sort of process, and they'll realize very quickly that, oh my gosh, I do have a niche. I do love these people. Oh my God, I would love to talk to them more. And that's that's like music to our ears. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so I think that's important. The fact that you kind of help them to get to that point. I think they should go through Stephen first. I mean, honestly, you go through your client feedback process. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that I would... In order for them to be wildly successful, if they don't hire you before they come to us, I don't think they're going to be as successful. Because you set a foundation of understanding what their clients want um, that, I mean, nobody else really does that in the industry. I'm totally shilling you two right now because I freaking yeah, love you both. And you know that. Carry on. <laughs> don't stop you there. Um, uh, well, I think we're actually. Let, let me just ask you one quick question, and I, and I think I know the answer, but it's worth asking. We talk about becoming referable. Yeah. So, how are you seeing your clients use uh, micro influence and podcasting to generate more referrals? It is so much easier for me to say, Julie, listen to my podcast then why don't you go ahead and tell all your friends and family about me? Right. Now, I mean, that's a terrible referral talk, and I know that's not what you guys talk about, but it, it's just a very convenient, very passive, but very intimate way to have somebody get to know who you are without having a hard ask. Mm -hmm. Because there are people right now that research is playing it out. If you don't ask correctly, which I know you guys help with, but if you don't ask correctly, it does more harm than good. Right. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. So if I can say to you, Julie, you know what? I know, you know, hey, I just did a podcast on um, uh, starting to invest when your children are young, right. right? And I know that you have younger children. Yeah. And so, you know what, do you have any other friends who have younger children? Well, of course you do, because you're going to hang out with people, yeah. you know. You know, if you know anybody who asks you a question, just say, hey, well, I got a great podcast. Yeah. Why don't you listen to that? You're not using my name. You're not saying I'm a financial advisor. All of those triggers that make people not want to deal with us, yeah. it's just a podcast. And... I think that makes you way more referable. And we want to share that stuff. You wouldn't yes. even yeah. have to well, mention it, it right? Yeah, we we exactly. share. Yeah. Any good resource, we share. Yeah. Right. And I, I would think from the clients, and this may be what you were saying, I, I wasn't sure if you were if the, the advisor was talking to the client or if it's a client talking to a friend, but I would think that from the client standpoint, it would be a lot more comfortable for them to say to a friend, I just heard this really good interview talking about this topic. Yes. Yeah. You should really listen to it. That's right. As opposed to saying, you should really talk to my financial advisor. Right, because what are they going to say immediately? Oh, I already have a financial advisor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, exactly. But they don't have right. that information right. that you're providing. Exactly. Um, and again, then I, I'm in their head. It's wildly intimate. The probability of them subscribing to my podcast is much higher, mm -hmm. right? And then when I do reach out, if I do ever reach out, whether it's through our system or through that friend, they're going to be like, oh my God, it's just, just like what you said earlier. I know your voice. Yeah. Yeah, you do know my voice. You've been listening to my podcast. Yeah, exactly. The, if somebody listens to your podcast, there is no closing. You don't close anybody. They're already a client. When they come in, they're ready to go because you are the person who's been providing them with the information that they've needed and wanted in a way that's really convenient and not salesy. And yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, 
Matt, it's always a great pleasure to have you on. It's it's always great to talk to you. We're really excited about this new program you've got going. Yeah. Where should people go to find out more about it? Yeah, so if they go to topadvisormarketing.com, uh, and they're just going to click on micro-influencer, and bam, all of this stuff will come up. Uh, we're going to be launching a, a pretty substantial campaign on this. In fact, you guys are going to help us with that. Mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, we're launching it here at the SEI conference today. Uh, I'm launching it in Salt Lake City next week uh, to another company. So we're going to be hitting this really hard. Um, because it's not just financial advisors who can use this, it's people who provide services to financial advisors. That B2B market, I mean, heck, that's how we grew our business. So, you know, if you're a person who provides services to advisors, this is just as good if you're a wholesaler, you know, whatever, money manager, this works really well for you too. So I really appreciate it. You guys are freaking awesome. Uh, You know, I've, and I said this to Julia um, last time, but I've referred so much business to you. You know, I've referred business to you. I'm learning so much more about who you are, Stephen, and I just love what you're doing. This advisory council thing in a box is freaking brilliant. Uh, You're doing it in person is brilliant. And you're coming back with something that you did a long time ago I'm yeah. pointing at Julie now and I'm gonna have you back on the pod, on our podcast to talk yeah. more about that yeah absolutely happy to thanks so much for yeah, your time thanks Matt hey folks Steve again thanks for joining us on becoming referable if you like what you've been hearing please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes it really helps you can get all the links show notes and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com you can also get our free report three referral myths that limit your growth and connect with our blogs and other resources. So until next time, so long.